Welcome to the Genuinely You podcast channel, which is packed with advice and tips on how to live your life with purpose. Do you wish you felt happy and fulfilled? Are you feeling stuck, wishing things could be better? Are you ready to take some action and create the life you want? To start living an empowered life, you need to recognize and make full use of the power and freedom that comes from being genuinely you. Your host is Gina Gardner, a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Hi there, this is Gina Gardner and I'm your host on Passionate World Radio. Thanks for joining us today. Rachel, as usual, is joining me for this conversation and we're going to be talking about playing small and how often we choose actually, I think, unconsciously to play small in order that we don't be disappointed, that we don't get hurt, that nothing too much is expected of us so that um, by playing small we feel effectively that we're safe. I believe it's a false premise. Ah. Um, I think it's a very dangerous route to go because it wastes so much potential. Yeah, Um, it was really made clear to me the other night. My daughter came home um, and told me a conversation that she'd had with her teacher, um, which was along the lines of, hey Sarah, I'd really be interested in uh, criminal psychology. Yeah. Teacher apparently responded, um, paraphrasing, because obviously this is a 14-year-old girl, She's not exactly remembering things. Apparently the teacher responded, that's a great idea. You'll have to work hard because it's very competitive. So you probably won't get a job actually doing criminal psychology. Actually, I don't think the teacher said exactly those words, but that was the message that she came back with. Yeah. And she said, so I probably won't get a job. And I said, hang on a minute. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> You're a long way from being qualified as a criminal psychologist anyway, and time goes on. So... You never know what's going to happen. And actually, more importantly, that's what you really, really, really want to do. But you do it. It's an interesting concept, I think. And it's one that I, I hear time and time again. I want to do A. Mm. But I might not get A. Yes. So I won't do it at all. Yeah. And so I'll settle for B, C, D or X. Yeah. Which isn't what I really want to do. And it isn't something that I'm particularly interested in. But I'm going to not put any effort into achieving what I really want to do. Yeah. Because I might fail. Yes. And in that, the paradox is that you've already failed. Absolutely. And do you know what? She got annoyed with me. Because yes. I was doing the supportive thing of, yes, mate, try, try and work hard, you know, Concentrate on it, put the effort in, and you will achieve your dreams. If that is your dream, you will do it. I was being supportive. It's a harder message. To of course take it is. Of than, course it is. Yeah, don't bother. That's a much easier sort of, oh, yeah, there's no point. You get to sort of just opt out. You get to not have to put the effort. Because, of course, my supportive message is one of, you are in control of your life, destiny. If you want something and work for it, you will get it. Ooh, that's scary. Or, I think, the people could... Um, level it with the criticism, yeah, but you might not get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's true. Yeah. But in the striving to be the best you can be, to mm. be the, the, the whatever it is you're aiming for, mm. you'll gain so much more than yeah. you'll lose. 
Here's another example of playing small that okay. isn't necessarily what people think. Another friend has got um, a son in his second year in university, but he started off doing a course that was, um, I think it was accounting. It was something yes. very logical, yeah. very, very structured. He, he'd always hated it. He'd been encouraged to do it by his father. Right, and that's a very common thing. I enjoyed it. It's good for me. Yeah. It'll be good for you. Yeah. Now, yeah. What, what do I mean by playing small about that? The, the scenario around that was that he wanted to be, he had some life goals. He wanted a fast car, a gold watch. And to have you know a certain hipster lifestyle, okay? And he had been sold the line that accountants get paid a lot of money, so this is a good way of doing. And he was playing small because he he took that and thought, okay, I'll do accountancy. The reality of it was that he hated it, absolutely hated it. And luckily, two weeks into the course, he saw the light, swapped, and is now doing uh, a degree in which he is excelling. And almost excelling without effort, actually, because it is a subject matter that he loves and is engaged in anyway. Yeah. Um, and actually, he's still going to get probably get the success. He probably still will get the big car, the gold watch, because he's doing something that he loves. And, and money and success will probably flow to him because I think of that. But at the, you know, the fundamental level, to embark upon and to stay with on that road, something that you don't enjoy, yeah. that actually doesn't feed you yeah. and make you feel good, yeah. is something that so many people, I think, are engaged in. Yeah, because he was a smaller person in trying to fit in and do what was expected. And he's a bigger person now that he's doing what he really loves. And who knows what the future will bring, but he is most definitely not maybe small anymore with his life. He's growing big. I think I'd like to sort of compartmentalise this. If you're talking about young people and how often they will have, I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a professional footballer or whatever, and parents in their wish, (laughs) and teachers, in their wish to ensure that those, they're not disappointed, they're not get hurt, they Mm. then limit that wish. The chances are, if it's a young child, that within a certain amount of time, that their desire to be whatever will shift yeah. and change. Yeah. But in the wanting to, um, having goals which are, um, that stretch them, mm. there is the opportunity for growth. Yes. I also think that there's opportunity for growth in learning to manage disappointment. Yeah. And one of my concerns is about the number of people, particularly youngsters, mm. who are on antidepressants. Mm. And it's because they have not yet learned that disappointment can be used in two ways. Yeah. It can be used to diminish you. Well, I won't try that again. I won't try anything that's going to put me into the frame again. Yeah. Or what have I learned from this? And how can I use that learning moving forward? Yeah. And I've grown in resilience and strength and courage yes. along the way. Yeah. Now, I'm not suggesting for a moment that you set people up to fail. No. But we do learn more when we fail, when things don't work out quite as we want, yeah. than we ever do when things go in a straightforward way. And I think in trying to keep your child or your pupil safe in that way, yeah. that you have, you are giving those children a very limited view of what they can do and what the world and the universe has to offer. Yes. If you then put it into the context of people who are I suspect who have been through that scenario yes. um, and who are now working in a job that is not their dream 
Um, then people get stuck in the playing small because I have a certain quality of lifestyle, I have a certain income. That's right. If I'm going to step out of that arena, I step into uncertainty. Yes. I step into a situation where how will I pay my bills? How will yeah. I manage this? Yeah. And one of the things that I it struck me as I've worked with many people in that situation is that people see it in black or white. Mm -hmm. I give up everything I've got mm. and I'm on the streets, mm. but I perhaps follow what I want mm. to do. Or I have a reasonable quality of life mm. financially mm. and I stay what, doing what I'm doing. You say black and white, you know, it's like stepping into the light versus staying in the shadows. Absolutely. Allowing your light to shine versus hiding it under. Now what's perfectly possible is that you can start to develop the career that you would really like to do, doing something that you love alongside mm -hmm. and that you can start to develop your business idea or whatever it is you want to do mm -hmm. and then go part-time and do a half and half yeah and then gradually um, take yourself over to uh, to doing what you can do when you have honed your skills and you know what it's that's going to look like. Absolutely. Small steps, it's useful in dancing and it's very useful in life. Well, <laughs> you don't even have to dance, do you? I mean, if you take huge strides, you're likely to fall over. Oh, yeah. um, but we're interesting beings, aren't we? It has to be, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday who was saying um, they wanted to do something new, yeah. mm -hmm. um, but they weren't very good at it, and so they were going to give it up. And I said to them, do you drive? And they said, yes. I said, when you got into the car for the first time and you sat behind the wheel, yeah. were you a perfect driver? Yeah. And they looked at me and said, no. no. I said, well, why do you think you should be a master of this new skill when you've only just started it? Yeah. And I'm reminded of the, the golfer who was, um, he was at a, a competition, he was, it was said to him, you're lucky you won that. And he said, you know, it's very strange. The more I practice, the luckier I become. <laughs> luckier I get, yes. And we have these incredible perceptions and expectations that you become a master at something simply because you want to. Yeah, Ernest Hemingway um, said about um, there is no such thing as a perfect sentence. You can only write the most truthful sentence. I probably misquoted him very badly. But it, it, is, it is a useful thing to remember that there is no such thing as perfect. And if you constantly... You know, wait until perfect appears, yeah. you will be waiting a long forever. time. And yet in the imperfection of things, there is often a perfectness in terms of our capacity to to learn, to develop, to grow. Yes. And you know, it's often within the flaws. I mean coins you think of, of coins mm. at face value they we know what they are worth yes but actually it's often the, the odd one that's flawed that yes. has tremendous value because of its uniqueness yes and i think as human beings that's a really good way to think about ourselves yeah because i mean we're talking today about you know is it fair that people limit you by by trying to you know yeah. keep, keep you small is it fair I've got two examples of, of where possibly that limitation actually led to a more determined, more successful. I'm going to start with myself. Mm -hmm. I started secondary school having won the English Literature Cup at my, my yes. primary school, my infant school, um, so I, and my ambition was to be an author in my little 
10-year-old, 11-year-old head, that's what I was going to do. And then I started the next school, and the first English teacher I had was pretty discouraging. And I allowed her to discourage me from my dreams. And never, never went back, never went back, although in my head, always wanted to, always wanted to. And then eventually, at the age of 46, I did write my book and publish mm -hmm. my book. The second example is probably more relevant to everybody out there, which is Paolo Coelho, who's yes. a very well-known author. Yes. I aspire to be uh, the 35 million book sales that he has. But he started off his life um, with parents who were very, very strict about what he would do. He wasn't to follow his risky dream of being a, a, a writer. He had to go and do a solid job. And his um, particular, and I, I'm going to make a sweeping generalisation because, uh, as we have to, because I'm sure his story was much more complex than this. But the fact that he followed somebody else's play small, don't take risks, do this edict, led him to be um, incarcerated in mental hospitals three times in his life. He really suffered mm -hmm. by not following his dreams, until eventually he did. And it was at the age of 48 that he wrote his first, The Alchemist, I've just suddenly yes. remembered it in the moment. Jim. Fabulous book. Yes. <laughs> and... Um, and he wrote that, and it went on to be this, you know, massive multi-million um, uh, bestseller. Now, those were those are two examples of how um, just you know individuals in the world allowed something that was external yeah. to them to, to to encourage them to to be diverted from their dreams. Yes. But I do wonder actually that maybe I am a better writer because I waited as long as I did yes. before finally grabbing the book. And maybe Paolo Coelho's story was so much more informed, his yes. writing is so much better, because of the suffering he did by also playing it small. I think that's very true, but I wonder how... And that took um, real resilience and guts to break out of the expectations of other people. Yeah. And I have no doubt that within that you have become a better person and a better writer. But I wonder how many people have not found that strength, that courage, that oh, resilience uh -huh. to keep going and yeah. have become diminished and contained yes. as a result. Yes. And so for me, I think it, this is a number of levels, but if you're a parent or you're a teacher, one of the things I would encourage you to do is to support children in their dreams. You can, you can, at the same time, you know, yeah, you want to be a criminal psychologist, what a great idea. Mm. Now, in order to do that, yes. you're going to need a set of qualifications, which, you know, yes. not work, yes. but I think you're up for it, yes. and I'll do anything I can to help you. Yeah. And yeah. if they fall by the wayside because they've changed their mind or because actually, academically, that's not them, then they will find that. Yeah. If you're a boss, if you're a leader, I would say to you, many leaders are, are, are worried that other young pups will be better than them, cleverer than them, yeah. and they will squish them down because of their need to feel in control. Yes. And I would say if you're a leader or a manager of a group, encourage your people to to fly. Mm. Your role is to support, to help them, not only as individuals but as a team, to get the very best out of them. Yes. And when I ran my school, one of the reasons it was so successful is I celebrated the fact that my computer person was 
far more talented, that my maths teacher was better than me. And even though English was my subject of college, Elaine, who was my English coordinator, she had so much more talent mm -hmm. than I did mm -hmm. that I wanted to harness that. Mm -hmm. And so we went on that I wanted every person within that organisation to be the best mm -hmm. they could be. Yeah. But within the framework that we were a team and we took responsibility for our individual performance yep. and shared responsibility for the performance yep. of all. Yep. But you need a bit of courage because sometimes if people are more able than you, more experienced than you, have a better understanding mm -hmm. uh, of certain things than you, they'll challenge you. Mm -hmm. But that made me better. Yes. That made me, believe it or not, better at using a computer <laughs> and technology, although that's still my Achilles tear. <laughs> it made me recognise that there was more to all of these things than I had I believed possible. Mm. And, you know, if you collectively play big and you expect every individual to play big within your organisation, yeah. your organisation will thrive and do well, yeah. uh, and ultimately, um, everybody will be the winner. Because by sitting in an organisation, by sitting your, your 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 personal thoughts, your beliefs, sitting them within light, yeah. by by that very nature, you are exposing. You know, within the light, yeah. people can see, people can judge. But you know, you are exposed much more so than if you hide in the shadows. Absolutely, but you're open to possibilities, yes. and it's the difference between the door being locked and you're trying to get through it. Mm. And if it's locked and bolted, mm. no chance. Yes. But if the door is unlocked, even if it's closed, yes, you have the opportunity to open it if you choose. Yes. And for me, the, the playing small keeps you locked into a cell. Mm. Um, and you know, for some people that's a cell where there, there's no light, there's no possibility yeah. of ever getting out of it. Yeah. And so this for me is at very much at two levels. If you've been self-limiting, if you put yourself or you allowed other people to put you in that box, mm -hmm. it's time to break out. Yes. And be open to the possibility that you can fly, mm. that you can do or be whatever you choose. Now, there's certain caveats. Mm. I'd love to be able to um, to dance and maybe you know, would have liked to have been a ballerina. Mm -hmm. I was a famous ballerina at the age of three. Mm -hmm. My father used to call me his little ballerina. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I was thrown out of dance class at the age of three because I was too tall and too clumsy. <laughs> Coloured me. Scarred me for life. Unfortunately, uh, uh, things have moved on and today children can go to a dance class and enjoy the joy of dance Dancing, yes. without needing to be a prima ballerina. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, you don't have to be an expert in something mm. to get a great deal out of doing it. No. Um, and, you know, it's about what are the things that make you, your heart sing? Yes. What are the things that give you joy? Yes. You know, how has your life at the moment, how's it working? Does, does it feel that you have the capacity mm. to truly be who you are? Because mm. if it doesn't, it's time to make some changes. Because I really felt that in the moment that when um, my daughter was describing her ambition, yeah. and um, you know, I'm not being um, prescriptive because I, I realised that at 14, when she talks about being a clinical, uh, criminal psychologist, 
There are, there's lots of water to go under lots of bridges. And so next week it could be something different. It could That's be something fine. else. But, um, but I really felt that in the moment when she was limiting herself yeah. with her interpretation of what had been said to her, as in, I probably wouldn't get a job, that, that she, needed, she needed to be told the exact opposite, that you might get, no, I don't mean the exact opposite, you will, because I, I, nobody knows yes. that. But as in, the language of between you might. probably wouldn't, yes. but you possibly could. Possibly could, exactly. And, yeah. and actually, the most important truth of it was, if you're really, really interested in it, Esme, you should study it anyway. Yeah. Because whether you get a job in it or not, whether you end it up gives you insights, doesn't it, in terms of, of life in general and people and so on. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm mindful of the Jim Carrey quote that he, he um, I think he said it actually at one of these um, um, graduation ceremonies. Yeah. Um, he was probably getting a, a professorship of something, but he quoted his father who had, yeah. for all of his life, done a drudgery of a job mm -hmm. that he hated, and then he got made redundant in a moment's notice and you know found he suffered. And he says something along the lines of, um, "I learned a lot of things from my father, the, the least of, not the least of which was." that you can fail at what you don't want to do, so you might as well give yourself the chance at succeeding at what you do want to do. And I think that's a really sound piece of advice. I understand why parents and teachers want children to uh, feel safe mm -hmm. and not to uh, expose them to lots of ridicule or disappointment. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think they're projecting their own fear Yes. And perhaps their own disappointments, yes. rather than allowing a dream to take hold. Yes. And you know, you look at the people who have succeeded, and succeeded well. What differentiates them? The only thing that differentiates them mm -hmm. is that they believe they can. Yes. We've used the example of Roger Bannister, for example. Yes. Four minute miler, told that if he ran that fast, he would die mm -hmm. because he wouldn't be able to breathe. Mm -hmm. That he had the faith to do it, I think is amazing. Mm. But when you think that within a month, 30 other people mm. have done the same, why? They believe they could. That yes. belief in yourself, that belief that you have the capacity, yes, will take you forward. And even if it doesn't get you to the very far place that you want to, it'll take you along the way. And your life will be richer as a result. Because um, Esme was sort of informed that this particular sphere was very competitive. Yes. But actually, in reality, my belief is that, that you are only ever competing with yourself. That's true. Because, I agree. because the only thing that you have that is unique is you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you were definitely, everyone was definitely put on the earth to perform a particular purpose. And, and although, I mean, you know, look at me. There are millions of authors out there. Yeah. If I'd have just listened to this, oh, it's a very competitive market space, and, and thought nothing more, I, I wouldn't have written the book. But it's Nobody true. Nobody would have written the book. Almost any profession, um, you know, being a professional footballer is a very competitive thing. Yeah. Um, you, you think about, you know, the number of people who are out there coaching, or the number yes. of people who are chefs. Yes. The best rise to the top, and yes. they rise to the top, in part because they believe in themselves it's exactly it's and that they're prepared to take action and they put the hard work and effort behind yeah. their push so they don't Absolutely. just sit back and eat a sandwich and say oh i'm going to be i'm going to be the best actor ever and and then never do any work because yeah. <laughs> that never works um 
it, it takes in that sense action. and the confidence that you you know I nobody's written my book though no. lots of books have been written but nobody's written my book no in the same way that if you look at very successful actors footballers um, yes people who are at the height of their profession behind each of that is the story that they chose to work through all of the difficulties that were presented to them yeah. in order to move forward and that yes. they had a belief in themselves that it was possible yes. and that they could do it. And if it was going to be somebody, why shouldn't it be there? Exactly. I'm reminded <laughs> of, of, of a friend that I met on a course um, and he um, was a pilot. Mm -hmm. um, he came from a very uh, disadvantaged area of London right. where being a pilot was not on people's radar. Yeah. And a guy came to school to give a talk and um, it was about following your dream. Mm -hmm. And this young lad, he was only about 11 at the time, um, said to the guy after the, the talk, I want to be a pilot, I want to fly Concorde. Mm. And the comment was, somebody's got to do it, exactly. so why shouldn't it be you? Yes. And when I met him, it was before Concorde had been mm. taken out of commission, mm. he flew Concorde. Yes. And that one person who gave him the belief that it was possible. Yes. Did it, was it easy? No, no. it wasn't. But he did it. See, I wish that my daughter had been given a, a similar simplistic yeah. pointed of, of somebody's got to be a criminal psychologist. Yeah. So then, then she wouldn't have been able to take it through her own filters. And I yeah. understand that she has filtered the message because yes. I'm pretty certain the teacher just wanted to. The intention was work Motivate. hard to get yeah, good, good exam yeah. results. But she filtered it through her her lack of confidence yeah. filters, and it came out. I never get a job. Whereas if the teacher had simply said, somebody's got to be. Might still be you. And that's, how I think, how I'd like to lead you down. Yeah. Perfect. That whatever your dream is, somebody's got to do it, and it could be you. So thank you very much for joining us today. Um, there's lots and lots of resources on the website, which is www.genuinely-u.com. That's genuinely the little line and the word u.com. You'll find all sorts of resources, including um, all of our con genuine conversations. There's lots of things there. Um, you'll find the opportunity for a free digital download of Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success and Fulfillment, which is my latest bestseller. Rachel's is on Amazon. You'll find the rest of my books on my website and also on Amazon. Uh, and you'll also find the opportunity to sign up for the Genuinely You TV show, absolutely free. Um, so go and have a look. You'll also find some of the other paid programmes and I'd invite you to come and join us in the thriving, uh, the Thrive Together tribe. So thank you very much for joining us. This is Gina Gardner here from Passionate World Radio. You take care. You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work, spanning over 30 years, of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled, and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-u.com today to find out more.